We'll get a little more off that. Hi, everyone. Welcome to BHS Live. Today is Monday, July 25th. I'm your co-host, Todd Schoenberger from the Empire State, New York. And I'm joined <laughs> by my other co-host, my friend, Tobin Smith, out in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. Toby, today, I would say, is market action. This is the calm before the storm. You have a huge week this week with a lot of macroeconomic data, big earnings reports coming out, and don't forget the big Fed meeting. But what are you telling your clients right now? Because I'm sure your phones were ringing off the hook like mine were. What, what say you? Yeah, well, there's a couple things. Um, first off, uh, you know, we are sitting in a lot of cash, almost 90% cash. And the reason why is that um, there was so much, just so much volatility, particularly in our energy investments. And I'll get to our buy-sell holds later. But um, we... Uh, our energy investments went up so much, so fast, so far up 70, 80, 90% in like, you know, 45 days after the invasion that it was just silly to take them. Number two is the technology stuff that we had owned, we sold in January simply because, uh, you know, Mr. Powell finally fessed up and said, oh, by the way, we totally screwed up. And now we're going to start raising rates and any higher price earnings PE stocks um, don't do well when the Fed's raising money. So, you know, it was sell this, we bought this, and then we sold that. And and, and we've been waiting for this week, Todd. Uh, we're going to learn yeah, yeah. We're gonna learn just about everything you want to know about this. The, Biggest, the narrative no doubt. on the street right now is that we, that we we do have a mild recession. That's the narrative. Um, but what's interesting is, at least to me, is the, the other narrative is, that yeah, the Fed's going to do 75 basis points here, another 75 basis points in September, and then because we're going to see the recession numbers, that they're going to pivot and start cutting. Uh, and there's a certain yeah, amount of people out yeah. there, you know, a lot the, of people are saying Fed, that the Fed pivot. I, I I don't buy it in any way, shape, or form um, yeah. because in in essence, Mr. Powell, it, it's it's like comp compensatory behavior, right? when you're yeah. so wrong so badly that you compensate for it by being the next Paul Volcker and being an ass kicker yeah. and taking names. Um, and that's my amateur psychology for the day. Yeah, no, no, I like it. But here, here's the thing. And you are right. You are hearing that from some economists. Dave Rosenberg, who is actually going to be a co-host on Buy, Hold, Sell coming up on August 5th, uh, is one of those economists. He's a notable Wall Street economist who has said repeatedly yeah. that he does, he was, he will expect to see the Fed cutting rates by the end of the year. Keep in mind, the end of the year is what five months and a week away. So you have you have so many things that are supposed to happen. But yes, you are right. 
This is the biggest week of the summer. You have so much data that's coming out. We have housing data that's coming out tomorrow. You have a GDP yeah. numbers coming out on Wednesday. Don't forget that big Fed meeting we keep talking about. And this is the biggest week for earnings right now. So many big names, McDonald's, GM, Apple, Alphabet, Google, Microsoft, they're all coming to Amazon. They're all coming yeah. out this week. And, and you will see the markets move just off the earnings reports. And they'll probably move back and forth. There'll be a lot of, of um, a whips on this week uh, from the macro side as well. So yeah. we'll, we'll have to wait well, remember, and see. John, remember that you're, we're weighing like five different you know, balls that we're juggling all at the same time, right? Um, if, the, if the recession number is really you know, what our, my data says is, and we, we have an index that's loosely based on the Atlanta Fed, Atlanta Fed says, hey, it's, you know, uh, probably negative 2%, 1.5% again. That's a technical recession, um, too much, you know. But the, the thing that I think people have missed, Todd, is that the, the, the month of March, April, and May, and June did a lot of work. The first, uh, the first and second quarter did a lot of work to bring down the price earnings multiples. That work has been done yeah. mostly. Right. Because remember, we slaughtered all the SPACs and all the other crazy caca, uh, you know, before all this happened. So, you know, that's how these that's how bear markets work. They roll from the, you know, the right. stupidest price to the most reasonable. Right. But now we have to gauge what the earnings recession is going to be for corporate America. And if you take a company like Microsoft, probably one of the best management companies out there, Apple, right up there. I mean, yeah, they can yeah. 12 different levers. And manage so, their EPS, but the top line that they, that they can't right. change. And 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 to leave it with this with this, I just got breaking news. Actually, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Walmart has come right out, and they are now warning on their on their second quarter numbers. They're actually yeah. um, forecasting on the downside, and they're saying slow growth, slow spending, and that's why that's going to move the needle. You you will see futures yeah. move tonight just off of that report alone. So we'll sure. see. So let's pivot off of this a little bit because yeah. you're talking about recession and oh, you're using the P word. The, uh, you're using the P word, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, you just call it anything. You call it spin. Well, this is the spin zone now. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Right here. This is there you go. But um, but uh, you had yesterday on Sunday on NBC's Meet the Press with uh with F. Chuck Todd, who interviewed Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, and and Madam Secretary was bringing up about. How, yes, we, you know, maybe the numbers are going to show that we have two straight quarters of negative growth or not negative mm -hmm. growth. It's just negative GDP that therefore yeah. we should be we are we should be technically in a recession. What she is saying is that she's changing the rules of this, saying, no, we are not in a recession. And um, and she's, you know, obviously goes back to the job growth and all of that stuff. But, you know, yeah. even Chuck Todd seemed to be scratching his head on this one. And he's not much of of an economist, but he was smart enough to say, hey, look, you know, what you can't, you, you're splitting hairs here. You can't say it. What do you think, Toby? You think Secretary Yellen is onto something here that we are not in a recession? No, I mean, she's a, a grand woman and so on and so forth, but she, she's in a political situation. She's not going to go out there and throw, you know, the president underneath the bus. Similarly, you know, when, uh, uh, you know, we had this big, Issues with Trump, you know, the, the Steve didn't. But, but you're not, but you're not answering the question. All right, all right but I'm My saying is, is that, that she she can't say it, Todd. She can't say that we have recession. She can't even use the R word. 
because then the the right wing media and the middle wing media and all the media says, oh, Janet says we're in a recession. And what she's afraid of is the bully pulpit. You know, you can talk yourself into a recession. If Janet Yellow People Respects is we're in a recession, then behaviors change. That's why she can't do it. Remember, she's a behavioral economist much more than she is a you know financial or technical economist. So that's she true. Knows the game. That's, that's true. That's what she's doing. Toby, but, Toby yeah. wh which office are you running for, Toby? I asked a question. I'll ask it again for you. Are we in a recession or not? Just give me a yes or no answer right I'm now. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, Todd. Based on our index, based on all the inputs okay. that we get, including the PMIs, we are in a, a recession. A recession, as, as defined by me and most people, as two quarters of negative GDP growth in the United yes. States. And then yes. when you look at the leading indicators, the LEI index, the LEI index is also in a negative pattern. Now, there's never been a time in the history of both of those indexes that we did not have a uh, recession when both those numbers are negative. So the question right. is, though, is, you know, is this recession light uh, or is this, you know, going to be a real deal? And, and that's why people are so split. I, I mean, I happen to be in the camp that says that, we're going to go full. The Fed's going to go full at it up until September. They're going to, you know, they've said they're going to be data dependent. So they have to be data dependent. They can't get bad news in and say, oh, well, that was just, a, you know, a statistical error. I mean, they got to they got to follow those rules or they're going to lose whatever credibility they have, which is not. OK, today. fair enough. And I got to tell you, though, I think the opposite. We'll get into that later on. But coming up after the break, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking all about earnings. It's a critical earnings week. Coca-Cola, McDonald's, GM, Google, Amazon, take your pick. They're all on deck. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the Fed meeting. Are we seeing 50 basis points, 75, 100? I got a surprise for you. Stay with us after the break and we'll tell you all about it. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit fuel your purpose and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.
Hey, Toby Smith back with Todd Schoenberger in the B block. Um, you know, we want to talk about Let's earnings. Go. I think Walmart, though, Todd, probably is now more more important than anything. Um, for them to right? come out and pre-announce, which, by the way, yeah. is a pet peeve of mine because, you know, we used to have this period where you pre-announce. And now a lot of companies are not pre-announcing except when they have some serious problem. So if Walmart, the largest retailer in the world, um, is pre-announcing and they serve the middle, you know, middle class to lower middle class uh, customer, which we all know is, you know, been spending has been weakened. Hmm. All right. But let's do Fed talk because, I, you know, this has become a parlor game. And I will ask you the question, but you have to give your reason why. You have to explain your thesis and not just it's okay. going to be 75 basis points. I gotcha. gotcha. Bring right. it on. Bring it on. I All love right. it. So you're first. What do you, uh, are you Todd, asking me a you're question? First. <laughs> yes, I'm asking you a question. Is it going to be 75 or 100 basis points? No, I think it's going to be 50 basis points, Toby. I'm going to move. Why? This is why. This is why. I do believe that Janet Yellen's on to something, that it's hard to imagine that we are in a recession right now. The NEBR is going to look at several factors that when they sure. make their, their decision, whether we are in a recession or not. And yes, you have negative numbers right now per month. But like she said, we were up five and a half percent last year. Things are looking good and we're still producing almost 400,000 jobs a month. When I hear that news, when I get those numbers that are sent my way, I have to suspect that, hey, you know what? She might be onto something here. We may not actually be in a recession. We're just in a severe slowdown. And I know that this Fed is data dependent. And this Fed is going to be looking at, obviously, that GDP number when it comes out Wednesday morning. But don't forget, it's a two-day meeting. They got real estate numbers that are going to be coming out on Tuesday. I'm not exactly sure those numbers are going to be super recessionary. So as a result, I think the Fed says, you know what? We don't need to go full throttle here at 75 bips. Let's do 50 basis points. We can always move again and we can look further. I don't think the market's going to like it. I think you're going to have a huge sell-off from this news. But I, yeah, don't, I, I cannot say. justify, I can't justify Powell and company saying that we're going to go full full throttle aggressive right now when they don't necessarily need to. Not to mention, in fact, one other thing, gas prices have been dropping. Now, how that's happening or what isn't the point right now. But all I know is that that was a big part of that inflationary uh, uptick. And now you see those numbers coming down. I bet you the Fed's going to be talking about that yeah. the first thing once they get their coffee and croissants I'm, opening that yeah, meeting. I'm going back to my Saturday night line. Todd, you ignorant slut. Now, come on, man. Look at, the, <laughs> look, at the, look at the actual data. First off, you talked about jobs. Those are trailing indicators. They have nothing to do with looking forward, okay? Forward-looking leading indicators is what they, they look at, number one. Number yeah. two, um, the, uh, the, you know, the PMIs, the, the purchase manager indexes, have all turned right. seriously negative. That's a leading indicator. Um, number one, number two, number three. Are you kidding me? Um, I'm not kidding you, Toby. He's been trying to rebuild whatever right. shred of belief uh, in the Fed and confidence in the Fed by being That's not his you know, job. the man. Right? He's, and, such, but, he's but, not part of the marketing Todd, department of the but, Fed. But, but, Todd, Todd. <laughs> I'm only going to say it one more time. What? It's a trailing spit it out. indicator. Spit it out. 
right. So this is a if, podcast. If look, People are going to be turning it off. If you look at the layoff them. numbers, if you look at the uh, not hiring, yes, the technology world is down about 175,000 jobs in the last 60 days. They're on on uh, scale okay. to lose another three, four hundred thousand uh, jobs because they way overhired during the pandemic. That's not hit the tape yet. And yeah, we're going to hear from Microsoft. We're going to hear from Alphabet. We're going to hear from, uh, you know, McDonald's. I don't care about McDonald's. McDonald's, uh, but Coca-Cola. Right. But and, but the main employers, Microsoft's got 186,000 employees. Alphabet's got 135,000 employees. Um, Apple has got 190,000 employees. They're all cutting and they're cutting high-end jobs. So there's another thing, you know, we look yeah. at which is we have the right, GDP, right? right? The, the, you know, the, the domestic product. But we also have yeah. the earnings, the GDI, the gross domestic earnings, and or income as, as, as they call it. That's coming down. And when you see the GDI yeah. coming down, that is a leading indicator. That's not a trailing indicator. And when you see okay. jobs and PMIs all coming down at the same time, that means the market's headed south. And final point, you talked about the MBER, Every time yeah. they've ever made a, a recession official, it was six months after the recession started, Todd. That's how you know. That's how fantastic they are. So they, they're not. They're yeah. not worth a cup of shit. Well, I got you. And 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 to hold to this uh, for a second, the I have to say when I start. Okay, we're talking about Snap last week. Snap on Friday come out with mm -hmm. earnings and Snap talks about a slowdown in ad and ad um ad expenses and and they're not going to see as many advertisements on on their platform and therefore all of the socials actually took a huge hit because of that and i still think this week when you have meta that comes out formerly facebook yeah. uh you know you already saw the numbers out of twitter they weren't good i think those will be bad numbers but here it is overall i take a look at something like what we're doing with crosscheck i mean my phone's ringing off the hook. People want to advertise. They want to do things with us. And then you start looking, you go into some of these other deep areas where there are big money, big money expenses that are taking place or um, like yacht sales. I know that that's not going to be middle America, but yeah, you still have people that are still buying cars. boats. No, it's not. But, but I still have to suspect when I start looking at the people with the money, they're not exactly curbing their spending. Usually you see Todd. them in the front front of the line here. I'm not seeing it right yeah, now. Todd, Todd, remember, the U.S. economy has the top 10% that owns 90% of the wealth. They got the next right. 10, 20% down that owns the rest of the wealth. The bottom 70% only own 5% of all the wealth. I'm talking about the yeah. bottom 70%. I don't care about the top. Okay. The top will always stay fine. But, you know, the other thing you, met, you, know, you miss here is that SNAP is totally totally idiosyncratic we talked about it last week but but most people don't understand kids like your kids use it for messaging there's no ads on their messaging so you know the fact that that they're not going into the reels and all the other sort of video stuff is what's killing snap the bigger issue though is when you look at the big advertisers and we have follow an index that looks at the top 50 ad agencies in the united states that, that basically put all the money out there they are showing that there's significant cutbacks from all, from from big advertisers on Facebook. Uh, Twitter doesn't even have any advertising. You know, they're they're a joke. Um, but also YouTube. If the ad agencies are the guys who put the money out, and when they show that spending has come back ten to twelve, sometimes fifteen percent, that tells me right. that I do not want to be long. <laughs> 
you know, Meta, even though they came clean, you know, the last earnings debacle and said, oh, by the way, because of the Apple um, issues where they've, you know, jacked up the privacy yeah, yeah. Uh, firewall. Yeah. Um, well, everybody else has those firewall too. Everybody has the same problem. So right, I, right. I, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I, I, okay. I you know, we're, well, we're yeah. short the market. I will tell you right now, we're short the QQQs with the, the yeah. SQQ, which is the short. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be huge because people already know we're in a recession. The market's already priced that in. Well, people know that we'll you know, job growth has stalled. It's already priced. I mean, this is not a, a surprise to anybody who actually, you know, is in the market every day. In my opinion, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens this week. Big earnings week, obviously. So, so yeah. all the viewers and listeners know out there, the uh, you had twenty one percent of S and P five hundred companies have reported so far. Sixty eight percent have actually beaten their Wall Street estimate. The five year average right now is seventy seven percent. So yes, companies are coming in with lower earnings, lower guidance. It's going to lower the bar though in the quarters to come, and as a result of that, we would have further beats. I still think. That right now, this is a knee-jerk reaction. I don't think the Fed's going to be that aggressive, but we shall see. But you're going to get numbers coming out of Coca-Cola tomorrow and Alphabet. Coca-Cola should do well, but Coca-Cola is also going to talk about the lockdown in China that will hurt them internationally. We'll see. My and that's favorite tequila going to play is Tres Amigos, and you're going to be buying me a bottle of tequila when you when you see 75 basis points or 100. I'll tell you who's going on unemployment. It's the person working this late right now because it keeps going off on me. But that's another story, Toby. All right, listen, coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about real estate. (laughs) We got the Case Shiller Index tomorrow, um, new home sales, big, big real estate data. Plus, we're going to talk about the NFL coming out with their new streaming service. Is it awesome? Is it. it good? What do you guys think? We'll get into that after the break. Please stay with us. Hi, my name is Joe Grogan. And I'm Eric Ulan for DCEKG. DCEKG is all about the how and why of Washington, D.C., what's going on, what's going on behind the headlines. We spend a lot of time talking about healthcare and economic policy, but frequently delve into trade policy and sometimes national security or whatever's happening on Capitol Hill. Between Joe and I, we have nearly five decades of Washington experience. We put that to work with our guests to explain to you what's going on in Washington. I always found myself calling Eric when I didn't understand what was happening and always found him to be really good at explaining to me some of the things that I wasn't seeing. And I hope our guests will get the same type of insights. I always found myself talking to Joe when I couldn't believe what I was seeing happening to understand exactly how the heck we got to where we were. Tune in to DCEKG anywhere podcasts or YouTubes are available. You won't regret it.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to BHS Live. Today is Monday, July 25th. You had a market that was slightly up, but it was much of a snooze fest, very light volume, as all traders on Wall Street are preparing for what's going to be what should be a very volatile week with so much data that's coming getting. out. Earnings are getting. I, I love that. I love that statement. What, what kicks it off is tomorrow is we're going to have, in the real estate side, we're going to have the Case Shiller Home Price Index is coming out tomorrow morning. We also have new home sales that are coming out later in the week, pending home sales. You have a number of, of key items that are going to move that real estate market. And this is one of those areas, Toby, and we've talked about it before on buy, hold, sell. But this is one of those areas that does impact the household balance sheet. And you know as well as I do that 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 feeling of of feeling that okay i have a little bit of money in the bank i'm a little you know i, I back financially they're looking at their homes if those values start going down toby it's not going to look good well they they are i mean and and okay. logically they're going down the most in the areas that went up the most um i'm in north scottsdale uh a, a, a house in my neighborhood sold for two and a half million dollars to somebody and wow. I guarantee you that I guarantee you that next year, if that person wanted to sell it, they would, you know, they'd get 1.75, something like that. I mean, I mean, look, we see this in automobiles. Ally Financial came out today and said they've hit an almost historic level of delinquencies on auto payments. Now, why is that? Because if you bought a car in the last two years, you paid, particularly a used car, you paid like 25%. You know, the average car payment was 850 bucks. My first mortgage payment was 300 bucks for crying out loud, right? So, <laughs> so if you're sitting there with a mortgage payment of the average now is $1,800 and a car payment of $800. So now you're up to 2,700 bucks right. and that's after yeah. tax. So, yeah. so, you know, I try to emphasize to people that when we just went through a two-year pandemic that completely changed life as we know it in many ways. Yeah. Um, and, and we just went into a new world where people all of a sudden didn't have to go into the office and could actually work from home. And that was like you unleashed the animal spirits. People just you know fell in love. Well, we've, we've now created this situation where, oh, and by the way, you could get a mortgage here. I'm sure the guy who bought the house got a one and a quarter percent mortgage. Now that mortgage is three and a half percent. And the, the rule of thumb for the value of your house is if you put 20% down in cash and you borrowed 80%, the rent you would get should would cover your mortgage payment and your property tax. That's sort of the value. If right. you use that as a valuation in case Schiller does in, in some of their indexes, use that. So some of these areas like Phoenix, like Scottsdale, you know, like Austin, Texas, uh, the outskirts of, of uh, Seattle, these homes are going to come down 35, 40% because there's just not yeah. enough available buyers um, and not enough millennials and not enough Gen Z's for sure uh, who are married, who have both have jobs and want to, you know, get out of their apartments and get a house. The average house in California price is now uh, eight hundred ninety thousand dollars. It was nine hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. San Francisco prices are, are all already down thirty percent in the last you know yeah. four months. So the bubble has burst, Todd. 
Yeah, no, I have to agree with you there. And then you can also see it in real estate stocks. You have companies like Toll Brothers yeah. out there, Pulte, KB Homes. These companies are down double digits this year. And, and it's not looking good if you are an investor, if you're thinking of holding onto those positions. And I agree with you, Toby. Going into this week, you will see real estate numbers that are going to be very soft. The question is, are they going to be soft enough to get the Fed to move aggressively? And that's what we talked about in the last block. I think going forward, though, the real estate is one of those things that it doesn't seem to go away. Real estate values do go up. There is a fluctuation there. But hold on, though. It depends on what is happening. Now, I remember back in 08, in that you brought up the state of Texas. The thing about Texas yeah. is they have a rule with those home equity loans. You can't borrow 100% against right. the home, whereas you can probably in like the state of Maryland, for example. Sure. Um, so they actually are protecting their citizens or homeowners there. But it does depend state by state. And you will see a drop in those values. Like California, you could borrow over 100% against your home's equity if you wish. And therefore, once you start seeing those numbers go down, Banks start calling you wondering, hey, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, your loan is worth uh, more than the value of the property. And then that's when you start seeing foreclosure right. well, proceedings. Tom, Tom, I Tom, don't know. Yeah. Two other data points. First off, okay. the guy who bought the house for $2.8 million down the street, his yeah. taxes are twice what the person who had it before, property taxes. Now, right. Arizona has a limit on taxes. But if I was back in Washington, D.C., as I was in New York for 25 years, we pay 5% taxes here. In Maryland, it's 11% of the property valuation. I mean, so, right. so all of a sudden now that property tax number gets taken out of the, plus the mortgage, if you pay it through your mortgage. Man, uh, we just have people who right. can't buy these houses. They can't afford them because they won't qualify. The only way they qualify is if they get a variable rate mortgage. And oh, let me tell you, right. my friend, why do you think we had, I mean, we had the meltdown of mortgages because we had the liar loans or, you know, we had the loan. If you could fog a mirror, you could buy a home. Right, um, right. But, but, but it was a subprime. Yeah. And then we just, you know, we went down and basically homeless people started buying $500,000 houses. We, we don't yeah. have that situation this time, but we just simply right. have, we had a bubble um, and people had equity. And, you know, half of the people that I grew up with in Southern California, probably more than half, probably 75%, sold their homes that either they owned or they inherited from their parents for one and a half to two and a half million dollars. They're about eh, uh, 1,700 square feet, a little yard, a garage. Um, and they moved like to North Carolina and they have a three-story homes on beautiful golf courses, brand new that they paid 650 grand for. I mean, we, that migration is very real. Uh, and, and at yeah. some point in time, everybody can move. And then the people who didn't sell in California or in you know other areas or in Scottsdale are now going. I need to I need to go yeah. to open door and see how many bids I'm going to get. Trust me, if you want to find out right. your house is down in value, go to OpenDoor.com and see what value it says people will offer for you right now. Oh. Opendoor.com. You remember that, ladies and gentlemen. We'll, we'll definitely plug yeah. that later on. Okay, let's let's uh, quickly switch topics. So we only have a couple of minutes in this block. The um the uh I, one the topic I love to talk about streaming yeah. television. You know, Crosscheck Media produces shows that are actually built for streaming networks, and um, we're having a lot of success with that. And what it what do you know? The NFL is thinking the same exact thing. They came out with NFL Plus. They launched it today, and at four ninety nine a month. 
you can subscribe on a any device. You yeah. can watch all the preseason games. You can even watch some primetime games that may not be shown in your local market. Uh, this is definitely going to be the wave of the future. But it's interesting because the TV contracts are worth billions of dollars. It's clear as day the NFL isn't stupid. They know probably in the next 10 to 15 years, everybody's going to be cutting the cord. And they're going to have all of these games offered on streaming devices. Can you imagine the amount of money the NFL will be making then? Well, because they won't I'll have to you. share in their revenues and the licensing right. fees. Well, there's the NFL Plus. You, um, it's $4.99. I used to pay $99 to get out of state because I was living in the East Coast and I was a Rams fan, right? Um, yeah. 99 to $4.99? Wow. Secondarily, their prime right. ticket deal, you know, is up next year with DirecTV. Uh, I love yep. that prime ticket thing, by the way. I, I, that was fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's going to go for tens and tens of billions of dollars. That's oh, a seven-year yeah. deal. Yeah. Because, you know, so they're playing it right. And it's actually, this is also, you know, some negotiating leverage, don't you think? If, if they're coming in and yeah. people are, are, won't pay the price for the rights, we'll say, well, guess what? We'll sell. Yeah, we'll stream them. Yeah, and exactly. We'll stream them and we'll sell them to Amazon, which already now has one NFL game a week. Disney Plus, yeah, which you know is all part of Disney, which is ESPN, etc. Man, I'd love to be the NFL right now. I mean, talk about the rich getting richer. Oh my goodness, you're right. Well, Directv actually has a deal that if, for example, you live in an area, say, a, you, one of your, you live in an apartment building, a home, right. whatever it is, and you are unable to get direct TV. Sometimes it's usually the case with yeah. apartment complexes. If you cannot mm -hmm. get it, they will sell you the NFL service just as a standalone at a cheaper rate than the overall direct TV rate. I think it's about 70 a month that you pay for four months, and that covers your entire season, and it renews every year after that. Um, but this oh. eliminates that. Because what's going to end up yeah, happening is NFL Plus will have all of the games. You are not going to spend that. And at five bucks a month, you're right. Wow. wow. And that's yeah. all money that goes right back to the NFL. I'll owner. tell you, I, I would want to take out divorce insurance if somebody's watching that much football. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, listen, go Ravens on that note. But coming up after yeah. the break, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit more about what to look forward to this week. we got our buy, hold, sell predictions. Coming up, you will not want to miss those. We have a few surprises for you. Thanks for being with us today. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about, and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.
All right, my favorite part of the show. What are we buying? What are we selling? What are we Woo-hoo! holding? Uh, yeah, you know, that's how you let's make go. It, right. So, um, you know, I'm sure the audience has heard about monkeypox. Um, I mean, it's a very real issue. The World Health Organization has now, you know, made it a world uh, issue. There's a company called Sega Technology, and and they have a, a, a vaccine that's actually approved already and already in Europe and approved in the United States, which they, uh, the states have been, you know, the United States has been storing it. So the stock, you know, went up today 20%. Et cetera. We we own it. Um, we you know we looked at a lot of guys out in that space, but. It's it, you know, Moderna, we made a ridiculous amount of money on Moderna. And this is gonna, you know, move a lot higher. When you come to the cell- What's the name of it? I'm What's the name of it again? It's called Siga Technology. S-I-G-A is the ticker symbol, sorry. Um, okay, all right, no, that's so, good, okay. Yeah, so, so in the cell side, we're a seller of Google. And, and again, the reason is simply that when you look at all the agencies that place advertising, um, they're down about 15%. Google's not, uh, you know, immune to that. Uh, and I just don't want to own it going into this print. Uh, I may want to own it as it comes down. And then the big issue here is, you know, Vladimir Putin, God bless him. You got to hold all of your natural gas stocks. You got to hold all of your LNG stocks because net gas prices have nowhere to go but up. We have the the Freeport McMoran has a big LNG that's almost 18% of the LNG out of the United States. The plant had a pipe blow. They had to close it down. Well, that's starting to reopen in the next two weeks. It's going to fully reopen by the end of the year. You have winter coming. <laughs> you have Europe with Vladimir cutting 80% of their natural gas off of the pipeline. They announced it today. It was going to be 40%, and now it's shockingly only 20%. We know how Vladdy likes to do this stuff. He's just showing, you know, this is a showing who has the power. Um, so UNG, the ticker, which is just simply the natural gas ETF, XOP, which is exploration and production, um, LNG itself, Chenier Energy. Uh, I can't tell you, we're probably 40% weighted now, again, in natural gas related and, and liquid liquefied natural gas stocks. I love it. I love it. You got a hold in there too, or is that it? Yeah, no, my hold is hold all your natural gas stocks. But if you didn't have any, then buy LNG, UNG, XLP, uh, XOG, uh, and and then uh, FLNG, which is the largest uh, shipper of uh, liquid natural gas. Yeah, and you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we'll put these out on Twitter. Uh, If you don't have a pen, maybe you're listening to us in the car right now. We'll, uh, we'll put these symbols out for you and um, it'll All help right. you out. All right, listen. You're okay, here's what my buy. That's right. Well, hey, I'm here for the here for the viewers and listeners. All right, now listen. The uh, my buy my buy right now is going to be uh, McDonald's, and you know McDonald's. Uh, people, if it, if there is a slowdown taking place in the economy. People look for cheaper alternatives. They start ordering off of that dollar menu. When I looked at the numbers from the 2008 Great Recession, the one restaurant food based restaurant that did well, whether it was a, a place like a hard rock cafe or a fast food was McDonald's. It was number one. Um, and you will see their numbers pop. And so the earnings come out tomorrow. I do not expect them to have a, um, a poor reading. And I think their forecast is going to be just fine. So therefore, the stock should do well tomorrow. Um, on if the they whole, have a poor number, 
then then it's then that's gonna be you know you better jump back into the recession camp if mcdonald's is oh yeah yeah okay Uh, let's do that then we'll talk about look we'll be back on tomorrow so we'll be able to talk about it and um and i will give you my full uh, rating on that okay coca-cola yeah keep me honest coca-cola is one i would hold on this one if you currently hold the stock and here's why the average amount of drinks that a human being takes any given day is 17. Give it a try. 17 drinks a day. Coffee, um, wine, water, soda, doesn't matter. 17 drinks a day. Toby, how many out of the 17 do you think are Coca-Cola products? Two. The only two. You talk about a growth company. The problem with Coke's earnings are coming out tomorrow. They're going to be hit because of the lockdowns that they had in China. And as a result of that, their numbers going forward are probably going to be on the low end. That's going to impact the stock tomorrow. We'll see. But I, I would I would expect them. They're a long-term growth play. Short-term, I'd probably stay away from. And I got to yeah, say, I, if I'm selling. I, yeah, if you're selling it, though, I would say look at what people are doing. Is a lot. You know, They're not buying the Coca-Cola branded product. They're buying the 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 uh, the unbranded grocery store cola cola's cola right right cola's cola you're right about that yeah you're right you're right they're they're going to buy the um you know in New York we have uh, Wegmans everywhere and so yeah. Wegmans is uh, yeah you're going to buy a Wegmans brand soda it's equally the same and it's about a buck fifty cheaper so uh, it does make sense you are going to go in that direction it doesn't mean you're going to not drink the soda you're just looking for a different brand um now myself it's got to be a cheaper brand has got to be meta uh, meta is uh, formerly known as facebook i do i'm going with you toby on the ad revenue i do think from the socials they are one of those companies that's going to get slammed i dude i can see them having a significant slowdown we've already been hearing rumors that the number is going to be pretty bad that's the whisper on wall street going forward i have to suspect that's going to be a very weak number that's going to move the needle on the downside and um, that's going to directly impact stocks. Now, their earnings do come out on Wednesday. Uh, so we'll, we'll have a chance to preview that tomorrow during tomorrow's show. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, I, I can't suspect that they're going to have a huge number. But for everybody going forward, you have the Fed meeting that kicks off tomorrow. Um, it's a two-day meeting. They will make their announcement at 2 o'clock Eastern time. Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon, um, but these guys, they the FOMC, they get together, they discuss the the macro data, and then they look at the overall uh, health of the uh, of the U.S. economy, and they have to make the determination. We already know they're going to hike interest rates. It's just a matter of how much. You also have the big real estate data that's coming out, and that's something we've been talking about. GDP is coming out on Wednesday. Uh, there's a lot of data that's coming out. Durable goods yeah. out on Thursday. That typically serves as a proxy, and uh, for the um, for uh, for the real estate uh, sector. But this is the last week, Toby. Last week of July. You know what? What the last week usually means? It usually means you got a lot of rebalancing taking place, especially in the hedge fund world. What do you think? Yeah. Do you think we're going to have an up week this week, down week? I think it's going to be very volatile. But, you know, we've been up two of the last three weeks. I think we're going to continue that trend. I still believe we're going to be – I'm going to stay optimistic that we'll have an up market for the rest of the well, week. Yeah, you're a, you're a born optimist. Um, I would say that <laughs> Meta, remember, they already, like, threw the, everything in the sink they, on, the, on the last earnings call. So no one's going to be that's surprised right. if they have crappy earnings. So I, I'm, I'm not so much – I don't think that's going to be a big factor. Uh, but the, the bigger factor is – honestly – Walmart is bigger market cap than 
uh, 99% of all the stocks in, in the United States. Uh, if you just look yeah. at futures right now, you know, uh, it's getting priced in that if Walmart, who owns the middle class and lower middle class uh, uh, customer, is getting slammed in less demand, now you have to extrapolate that over the targets, over the dollar generals, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so this is, I'm, I'm not as positive as you are. I, I think a lot of this is priced in, but any big surprise by the big cap guys, if Apple comes out and says things are slow, for instance, the NASDAQ, the QQQ yeah. is going to get hit again. Yeah, well, futures start trading at 6 o'clock Eastern time, New York time, tonight. So we're going to see that number come out real quick. And I do, I do agree with you. We will see that number on the downside. That's going into tomorrow. We'll see what happens. So, but we want to thank all of you for watching BHS Live today. We're going to be back here tomorrow. We got so much to go over. Obviously, the earnings reports, the economic data, obviously getting you ready for that Fed decision on Wednesday. On behalf of Tobin Smith, I'm Todd Schoenberger. I'd also like to thank Evergreen Podcast, as well as Big Wig Media and producer Andy for putting it all together. Thanks a lot. We'll see you guys tomorrow. All right, cheers. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.